Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Thank the good Lord above for James Harden because he is just the gift that keeps on giving. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Christopher Arthur Canty, good morning. What's up, big fella? It's Friday. Yes, it is. It's it Friday. Is Friday. We made it to the end of the week. We made it. We did, and we do got a lot to do. We're going to get into James Harden. We are going to get into all of the NFL. The great Warren Moon is going to join us later in the show, but we begin where else but Philadelphia. Here we go! Only one place to start. Daryl Goring is a liar. This battle has been going on behind the scenes all summer. James Harden is the equivalent of a guy who's on the verge of his fourth marriage. And I don't think he should be blaming Maury. I think he should be blaming himself. I'm not going to lie. You might be rolling your eyes a little bit right now and thinking, James Harden? Like, what else is there to say? Well, with James Harden... There's always something else to say because he's the one saying it. Here he is yesterday, Canty, on KHOU in Houston uh, with Jason Bristol in a brief interview. Do you have an open line of communication with, with the 76ers and how much patience do you need to have to let this play out? I'm just, I'm, I've been patient all summer. So for me, it's just uh, focus on what I can control and that's, you know, working out, staying in shape and uh, getting ready for a good season. Too late to repair the relationship? Uh, I think so. I'm sorry, what was that? Stay in outstanding shape? Is that what I heard? <laughs> it's almost laughable, right? Yeah, it's, it's exactly how I've been working my offseason, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. not James Harden's reputation on the street. But one thing that is right in his wheelhouse is going scorched earth when he's unhappy. And he's taking a page out of the Houston playbook and out of the Brooklyn playbook. This dude ain't happy, and he's letting everybody know about it to try to create as much tension, as much animus within the organization to try to get what he wants, which is Daryl Morey to trade him for less than the kind of package that it should take to get a guy that averaged 21 and 10 and led the league in assists last year. So this is not a surprise for, for me because James Harden is not getting what he wants. But the thing that I don't understand is his strategy and how taking these steps is going to lead to him ultimately getting what he wants when the marketplace this summer – told him that he wasn't going to get the kind of contract he was looking for in money or years. He had an opportunity to be a free agent. He exercised his player option, which tells us that the rest of the NBA told his representation, you're not getting the kind of contract you're looking for. So if you're not getting the kind of contract you're looking for from another team, then why not make the most of your situation in Philadelphia? It's dumb. It's dumb not to do that. As you detailed yesterday, And as we have said for many, 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 many years, what James Harden cares about is money. We can talk about championships, and I feel like they might be nice to him and a nice society, but he cares about getting as much money as is humanly possible. And well, 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 to that end, big fella, he's a man after my own heart. I, I don't begrudge players for no, wanting to get I. as much money as they possibly can. No. The problem in this situation is the NBA team's already told you what they think of you. Exactly. You had a, you had a chance to be a free agent. Daryl Moore didn't have to trade a damn thing. There you could have been one. a free agent and gone wherever you wanted to go. But guess what? You didn't opt out because you knew nobody else was going to give you the money that you were looking for. Well, that's the thing. The only way out right now is for him to actually do the smart thing and that's show up and play and give them everything they've got so you can actually convince people that you are, are 
worthy of getting some big money again next year that you can play at that level. Think about this for a second, Canty. You just said it. This player led the league in assists. Nobody wants him. Nobody wants him. Nobody wants to pay him. Why is that? It's because you know what you're getting with James Harden. He is absolutely poisoned to an organization. And Woj uh, reported uh, on Saturday that the Sixers are bringing him back for training camp no matter what. And if that's the case, if the Sixers are going to do that and Harden's going to make things worse, he's not making things worse for them. He's making things worse for himself. So if I were James Harden, and if I were advising James Harden, right now, the best thing that you can possibly do is to get off this. Get off it and show, you know what? I'm going to show up. I'm going to give this team everything I got. We're going to make a run at it, and let's see what happens. Because the old strategy doesn't work anymore. You need a new strategy. Well, yeah, he's further away from his prime, right? When you're talking about a guy that was winning MVPs, then the juice is worth the squeeze. You'll put up with the headache. But that's not the player James Harden is anymore. I have a hard time believing that you can be a true title contender with James Harden as your second best player. And we saw that in the semifinals in the playoffs. Like, yeah, he had the two games against the Celtics, games one and games four, where he went for 40-plus. But the other five games in that series, he went a combined 16 to 63 from the field and 17 turnovers. That ain't great. He can't dial it up every single night. And that's why other teams are hesitant to bring him aboard, knowing what they would have to pay him, knowing what he was looking for, and knowing the potential baggage you're going to have to put up with if things start to go left. Now, here's what I'll say. I'll push back on the notion that he couldn't make things worse for Philadelphia, because he can. Because in all of this, there's Joel Embiid's future that's looming, right? Like, that that's the part of this that has to make you at least a little bit nervous if you're Daryl Morey, if you're Josh Harris. You have to worry that Joel Embiid is going to look around and say, this is too much of a headache, there's too much nonsense going on, and on top of it, we can't break through this second-round ceiling that we've been dealing with for the last five years. You are holding your breath that that's not the case. Now, James Harden ain't on the team. Ain't on the team. If you don't replace him with another all-star caliber player in other pieces, then it's hard to believe that you will be viewed as the same type of threat in the East that you were last year. So, again, there is this mutually assured destruction that could potentially happen if Daryl Moore decides he's going to draw a hard line in the sand. Yet, yeah, it might not be James Harden getting what he wants, but Philadelphia and Daryl Moore aren't going to get what they want in terms of being able to continue to build toward being a championship team. Well, if Embiid decides that he wants out, it's over for everybody. It's over for everybody. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. And yesterday, Harry Douglas put forward this interesting idea regarding Daryl Morey and the future of the Sixers. I think the Philadelphia 76ers better watch out, but I made this statement beforehand. They decided to let Doc Rivers go. What if at the end of the, uh, end of the day, Daryl Morey doesn't mind letting an MVP award winner go and getting King's ransom for a guy like that and resetting things and starting things all over again? What if he doesn't mind doing that? That's not why Daryl Morey came here. And and frankly, that's not why Nick Nurse came here either. It is remember not. remember it, that it, see, like that, Nick Nurse had his pick of jobs: Milwaukee, Phoenix, all of those jobs. Everybody was wondering where Nick Nurse wanted to go, 
And Nick Nurse said, I want to go coach the MVP. And, and when I say that Daryl Morey didn't come here for that, I mean they didn't bring him here to do that. So Daryl Morey, I don't believe, would get the opportunity to actually rebuild the whole thing, can't he? I'm with it, you on that. Yeah, because if if you come to a point where Joel Embiid wants out of Philadelphia, Daryl Morey has failed, and it is time to wipe the entire slate clean with the GM at that point. You got to let somebody else do it. I didn't bring you here to put us in this situation, so you don't get that. Even if you wanted that, you don't get that. That's not part of your job description. And if that's the case, if the Sixers are in fact a year away from a rebuild around Tyrese Maxey, wow, that that is up there, at, up there with Brooklyn although much uh, over a much longer period of time with the biggest waste of the uh, most amount of talent in one place. Yeah, it ends up being all bad, right? Yeah. Like, it, it, that's all. That's I, the I can't worst think case. of a bigger NBA disaster in league history as far as putting together an amazing team uh, over a course of four or five years and then seeing it blow up like that. Yeah, that's worst-case scenario. And one of the things that is part of Daryl Morey's job description is maintaining good relationships with your star players. Like, more so than any other major professional team sports, in the NBA, you got to maintain good relationships with your stars because those dudes wield so much power. And one of the stars on Philly, like it or not, is James Harden. And the fact that you've seen their relationship devolve after they were thick as thieves down in Houston is surprising. But I will say this. There are very few things in life a bag of cash can't fix. If you go to James Harden and say, hey, you got your player option. We're going to tack on two more years, 70 million bucks. Can we make this thing work? Can we put a Band-Aid on it to, to get you to come back, to get you to be motivated to be the best version of yourself the next couple of years? It, that might be good enough to keep Joel Embiid. But you're not going to be able to negotiate with Harden unless you take the temperature of Embiid. And the fact that Embiid scrubbed his social media earlier this week of anything that had Sixers on it should be really, really concerning. He's watching all of it, big fella. And there are so many teams out there that fancy themselves as contenders, playoff teams that have picks, that have assets, that Philadelphia would love to have if, in fact, they are forced to go into a rebuild. Now, I'm not with Harry Douglas in saying that Daryl Morey is okay going through a rebuild because I'm with you. I think Daryl Moore will get fired if they have to go through a rebuild. But I think that there's a situation right now that's very real where Joel Embiid is playing for somebody else in 2024. But did you get and the that's, idea? And that's what you have to be careful of when, when you're trying to establish the kind of approach that you want to take in dealing with Harden these next few weeks. But did you get the idea, Canty, that a couple of months ago when it was clear that they were going to trade Harden, that Embiid was all that broken up about it? Like, I want to know what happened between then and now. Because I don't think Embiid was really out on the Sixers at the end of the season when that decision between Harden and the team became clear. Does he now just not trust Daryl Morey? Is that what happened? I I don't know. I don't know what would have changed between then and now because I never got the impression that Embiid was like, uh, I can't do anything with this. If you're going to treat James Harden like this, I'm out. I, well, I don't think Embiid ever loved James Harden, to tell you the truth. Well, no, I think they have a really good relationship. I mean, the, James Harden bought the dude a Rolex for winning MVP. Like, they have a good relationship. That's I, like I me think, buying you lunch. I mean, well, come I on. Think, I, think it's, I think it's a very different thing 
when it talks about working with a GM, working with a player to get him to his preferred destination versus a GM dictating to a player what's going to happen and how the twilight of his career is going to go. It's a very different tenor. And when players see general managers strong-arming guys that have limited options, when you have the power as a player, you take note of that and you recognize that you got to swing the hammer when you get it. And I think that's Joel Embiid coming to the realization that for as great as Daryl Morey and James Harden relationship has been reported in the past, it, it, it comes a point in time where the nature of the relationship is going to be adversarial. And how the general manager treats you in those times is revealing of that individual's character. So I think that's what's happened since James Harden requested a trade to where we are right now from Embiid's perspective. And that's why I think it becomes very dicey if you take a hard-line approach with Harden before training camp. The last thing for me is what's cute about this is that Harden, nobody wanted to just straight-out pay him, and that's why he opted back in. But now supposedly somebody's going to want to trade for him? I mean, I think the only way a team wants to trade for him is they want the expiring contract and maybe they'll buy him out. You know, I think that's it, can't he? Because otherwise, like, what value does he have when he has been this kind of poisonous player for your organization? Well, if you buy him out, then your your team is dead in the water. You, you I mean, it's it, you, Tyrese Maxey and Embiid ain't enough to win a title. Out of, yep. not, it's not enough to get to a finals out of the East. So, I mean, that's essentially you waving the white flag, and you could be waving goodbye to Embiid. Is that what you want? There no. aren't great options for the Sixers. No, they're not. Because <laughs> if, you pay, if you pay James Harden, who's to say that he's not going to be a shell of himself, and that's not going to lead to Embiid wanting out anyway after a year? Like, Embiid's goal is to get closer to a title. Nobody wants to trade James Harden, so you're not going to be able to bring in another player that's not named James Harden and stay at the same level that you are. If you pay James Harden, who's to say that there might not be more slippage, that he might not be the, the same player that we saw in the last couple of years, and that lead to you getting bounced earlier in the playoffs? That's going to lead to Embiid wanting out. Again, when we look at this situation on his face, I think there are more pathways, more scenarios that lead to Joel Embiid going and leaving Philly next year as opposed to him staying in Philly next year. Graney presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. One of the best players in the NFL uses what? To prep for game day? That's next. Greeny, ESPN Radio. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny, the podcast. We got to get to this later on because our guy, Chris Russo, was just absolutely destroying Lionel Richie after he had to cancel a concert in MSG last week. Uh, and we got to get to that in a little while. Lionel Richie in person. That, that's a sight to behold. Let me tell you something. That's a show. It's really? I've, I've never seen him in concert. It was oh, awesome. Outstanding. Saw him once a few years back. One of those concerts you just don't know how you're going to like it. Blew me away. Absolutely blew me away. Favorite Lionel Richie song of all time. Right there. Dancing on the ceiling is up there, but you can go to the Commodores. You can go to a bunch of them. I mean, you got to say easy, right? Easy like Sunday easy morning. Easy like Sunday morning. Said up I'm there. easy. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, oh, man. That's a great one. That's yep. a great one. All right, let's do a little football with Bill Barnwell, host of the Bill Barnwell Show podcast. He joins us right now, Canty and Carlin, in for Grinny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, first of all, I got to say, Bill came in this morning on Get Up, just on fire, did not care, hot takes all over the place, knocking people over left and right. And, and Bill, let's call it what it is. When you say that the Jets are going to underperform this year, you are lucky to make it out of that studio alive today. Multiple people in that studio wanted to physically harm me. Not just Greeny, but Bart Scott, former NFL linebacker, was there. Very, very concerned for my safety, but I've snuck into a room here. I think they've left now after trying to get me for a half hour. I should be okay to finish this. <laughs> All right, Bill, let's get to it. Why do you feel that way in particular about the Jets? Well, we start with the... People around the Jets think it's a very tough division. I think all four teams have postseason capabilities. I think the Patriots are going to be better. The Dolphins, we know, have impressive upside. The Bills, I still think, are the class of the division. And you look at the Jets and you say, okay, well, they added Aaron Rodgers. That's a major upgrade on Zach Wilson. So even if it is the Aaron Rodgers from a year ago, who was not necessarily, you know, the guy was MVP caliber the two years prior, but Aaron Rodgers is 39 years old. Health is a going to be a concern for quarterbacks at that point of their careers. Nathaniel Hackett is here as the OC. I know he's Aaron Rodgers' friend. Nathaniel Hackett has not been a successful play caller anywhere in the National Football League. His success in Green Bay was not as the primary play caller. That was Matt LaFleur. 
the offensive line, which I know you guys have talked about, has real concerns about who's going to play right tackle week one, whether the tackles are going to be healthy all season, um, protecting Rodgers is going to be a problem, and then the defense, which everyone loves, and with good reason, it's a great defense, they were the healthiest defense in football last season. And to me, I'm concerned what happens if they're not as healthy as they were. They've already lost Chuck Clark, one of their starting safeties for the year, so they're already more injured before the season even begins than they were a year ago. So all that adds up to make me a little skeptical of the Jets heading into the season. Bill, flipping over from the AFC East to the NFC East, we saw the Eagles in preseason action last night against the Cleveland Browns. What's your level of concern about Philly losing both coordinators to head coaching jobs and how that will impact the upcoming season? It has to impact it. I think it has to be a a concern because – there's going to be an adjustment period. Uh, Brian Johnson, the, the guy who got promoted to OC, um, it, you know, it's part of the offense. You're going to have uh, Nick Sirianni playing a big role in, in figuring the offense. But the defense is going to be in transition. Sean Desai is a good coach. I thought he was good with the Bears a couple of years ago. He was in Seattle last year. Um, it's going to be a similar style of Vic Fangio defense, lots of split safety stuff. But they're going to have to make adjustments to their personnel. They lost five starters on the defensive side of the ball, both starting linebackers, both starting safeties, and Javon Hargrave, their best interior pass rusher. I know everyone loves what they've seen from Jalen Carter so far in the preseason. I think he's going to be a great player for them, but I just think they're going to be weaker on the interior, and and is going to have to adjust for that as the year goes along. So another team in the Eagles who were very healthy last season, they're going to have to keep that up because they aren't as deep as they were a year ago now that they're paying Jalen Hurts more than $50 million a year. Bill Barnwell, the Bill Barnwell Show podcast, joins us. You can follow him on Twitter, at Bill Barnwell. It's Canty and Carlin, in for Grinny on ESPN Radio. Bill, what is another team that is getting super hyped up here in the preseason that you are not high on? You guys just have me as the Debbie Downer here, just raining on parades around the NFL. I will say the Detroit Lions, a team that... I think everybody's optimistic about, and I I can understand why. Of course, they were so good to end last season, but you look closer at that 10-game stretch to end the season a year ago. They turned the ball over a total, a total of four times in those 10 games. That's just not sustainable. You can't do that. Even if you're Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, you can't do that over the course of an entire season. So I think the offense is going to maybe take a step backwards relative to how they were playing when they were one of the best offenses in football over that final 10-week stretch of the season. Defense will take a step forward. I like what they did to add pieces in the secondary, but thought they were going to add a pass rusher, thought they were going to add a a, true number one cornerback if they could find one. They didn't do that. They went out and drafted a running back. They drafted a linebacker. They did not add those pieces, I thought, that would have made them a better defense. So they could be a situation where maybe they take a step backwards on offense, cancels out the step forward on defense. The division gets tougher as the Bears get better. I think the Packers are going to be more competitive than people are giving them credit for. So I think the Lions could be kind of in the same boat now where they are a year from now, where they are an eight, nine win football team. Good, but still a year away from being kind of that, that team taking the leap to being a real contender in the NFC. Talking to ESPN NFL analyst Bill Barnwell. Check him out on the Bill Barnwell show podcast also on x at bill barnwell and bill there's a lot of negativity coming from you this morning (laughs) not just on this show but on get up and so let's flip it to a more positive more optimistic view who's the team that people are sleeping on who's the team that could be 
this year's version of what we saw from the Philadelphia Eagles last year uh, in terms of being able to go not only uh, on a division title, mm-hmm. but go on a Super Bowl run? Who's the team that nobody's talking about right That's now? That's a good question. I'll, I'll throw a team out there that I think when I say it, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I could see that. The Jacksonville Jaguars, a, a team that did get hot, just like the Eagles did the year before in the second half of last year. They make it to the postseason. They even win a postseason game, and they played the Chiefs tough. I mean, they, they gave the Chiefs some fits in that playoff game. That was not a blowout by any means. Now you go out, you bring in Calvin Ridley to supplement your offense. They have a lot of young talent, a lot of first and second round picks from years past. I think Doug Peterson is a very good coach, and I know the AFC is tough. But the Chiefs have a tougher road to win their division. The Bills have a tougher road to win their division. And the Bengals have a tougher road to win their division than the Jags do to winning the AFC South. So if they can go 6-0 and in the AFC South, maybe they win a couple of those games against the Chiefs and the Bengals and the Bills. They could be the one seed in the AFC. So I think we're sleeping on the Jaguars being a team right up there with the Bengals and the Chiefs and the Bills as true contenders in the AFC. I'm with you on that one, Bill. Let's get to Tyreek Hill and the Miami Dolphins. Take a listen to Tyreek Hill and what he plans to do uh, to prepare each week (laughs) for who he's facing. So I feel like Madden has a good tell of how good players are. So I just play Madden the night before, and I go look at all their ratings. So let's say, for instance, they had Steve Nelson and Derek Stingley over there, two phenomenal players, by the way. Um, I just go get on Madden. I go to the EA rosters. Then I scroll down and see what their awareness is, their speed is, and they sprint. And that's how I get a good tell on them. Sound plan or bold strategy, Bill? <laughs> it's, it's it's a sound plan if you can run four two five. If you can run four two five, <laughs> the rules are different for you than they are for for other people at wide receiver. Like DeAndre Hopkins is a good example. You know he doesn't practice very much, and well, you can get away with that if you're DeAndre Hopkins. If you're someone else, you can't do that. So we, I think we all know the rules are different in the world for different people. And Tyreek Hill certainly um, can get away with you know not watching film and just playing a game of Madden. Not even playing a game of Madden. He just said he was checking out the ratings. He's, he's not even going there and grinding the full 60-minute experience. That's even worse. It's just looking at Madden, not even playing Madden. All right, Bill. We do this with a lot of our guests, and you are getting your first shot Uh-oh. at the Lightning. It's time for the Canty and Carlin Lightning Round. Okay, welcome to the super awesome bonus lightning round. All right, William, we have three questions for you. Your job is to answer them to the best of your ability, and we will tell you whether you are correct (laughs) or if you are, in fact, wrong. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Question one. What superhero or villain, Bill, would make the best therapist. <laughs> I have to go with Professor X. I feel like he's the obvious answer. He can read your mind, gets it taken care of quickly. You're in and out of there in five minutes. I would have given you that, or I would have given you Wonder Woman as well. Mm. I feel like she would be very sensitive to your feelings. <laughs> Canty, not as much involved here on wanting to get, uh, let's say, Batman involved there. You think he would be too narcissistic? Absolutely. You can go ahead and rope Iron Man in on that that group as well. Like, you can't go with a narcissist as your therapist. And a billionaire. Yeah. (laughs) Fair. Yeah, exactly. Billionaire math, we know how confusing that is. One plus one equals three. It's all very, very, very confusing. Bill, question two. Is it acceptable for a man to wear a fur coat? Would you wear a fur coat? I'm I'm too... I'm a a large man. It's too hot. I, I would sweat... 
through the coat the first time I wore it. So if you have that style and panache, which I clearly do not, I would say you could pull it off maybe once every like five or six years. But me personally, no, too big. Bill, if Damian Woody could wear a fur coat, Ooh. a red one at that, then you can wear a fur coat too. Correct. Damien's got got more style than I think you're putting it out there. I feel like Damien's a little more stylish than me. Well, Damien's an inspiration. I'm getting a fur coat this winter. Wow. Bart Scott today were so stylish together that you had to wear name tags. (laughs) Uh, Finally, Bill, our last question is the question that we ask everybody uh, each week. And it's our Inside the Actors Studio final question, if you will, uh, that James Lipton used to ask. Bill, who wins in a fight between a bear and a shark? Before you ask... Neutral sight mm-hmm. in space. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that you set the context appropriately. I, I I think the bear has a little more motor. You know, I think if you're scouting, um, you know, I, I I think the shark. It's just used to being in a situation where it can just get whatever it wants. You know, you can eat anything really in the ocean. The bear has to grind a little more. So I think bear versus shark. Eileen Bear. Uh, you know what, Bill? I'm going to give that to you Thank because you. normally it's shark, but just the fact that you cited motor, mm-hmm. I, I love that. Absolutely, yeah, will to win. Yeah, no question. Well the the, the bear's well. a little more. The bear's a little more gritty. Bear, bear, bear's more of a small school prospect. Shark was there, a there five go. star. Came out first round, no question. Bear's an undrafted free agent. Mm-hmm. There you go, <laughs> Bill. Great job. Great Thanks job. So much, we guys. appreciate it. Of course. That's Bill Barnwell, ESPN and uh, NFL insider, and also the Bill Barnwell Show podcast. You can catch him uh, on X at Bill Barnwell. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. I do not agree with Bill about the Eagles taking a step back this year. I understand that we are getting all hype for them to be back in the Super Bowl. I don't think this is hype. I think this is just fact. It's one of those situations where they are clearly the best team in that entire conference. Yeah, I mean, but a step back, that means that they lose two or three more games. I could see a world where that happens. For goodness sakes, they were 14-3 and three last year. Step means they're not contending for the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, I don't see that. I think they're, they're still going to be a title contender. I just don't think the, the gap between them and the rest of the field is going to be as great as everybody is purporting it to be. I, I just don't see that. I, I think that there's going to be some teams that inevitably rise up, teams that we don't see – as a, a true title contender that are going to be double-digit win teams. A team that Lewis Riddick is high on, the Seattle Seahawks. Hey, the Seattle Seahawks made the playoffs last year. Geno, Geno Smith had a renaissance out there in the Northwest. Like Their defense got better. They added more weapons on offense. I, I just That's one of those teams that nobody is talking about could win their division, could win multiple playoff games. So, again, I, I think the Eagles are still the class of the conference, but there are some teams that are, that are going to be nipping at their heels this upcoming season. Is it still the 49ers for you nipping the closest? Because that's really the only team I got in that discussion. Well, are the 49ers going to get Nicky Bosa on the contract? Yes. Okay, so if that happens, then I'm going to say yeah, because that defense is still damn good. And even though they lose D'Amico Ryans as their play caller – they're getting Steve Wilkes, an experienced defensive play caller, a guy that had a lot of success in Carolina as their new D.C. So I, 
I mean, yes, I think San Francisco would still be there, but San Francisco and Seattle, that's a coin toss on who wins that division. Wow. I don't think it is. I Look, I know Seattle's getting better, but... San Francisco got some problems on the offensive line. They got some problems on the McGlinchey's offensive line. A, losing McGlinchey was a problem. They got some problems on the offensive line. Yeah. They have so much... But here's the other thing, though. So much speed and space. It can almost make up for that a lot. They got, they got a ton of talent. They got a ton of talent. <laughs> it's Kenty and Carlin in for Grinny, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Listen, artificial intelligence is taking over the world. And it has taken over one of the NFL's most polarizing players. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. You know what? Oh, you got to let that breathe, big fella. You just got to let that breathe. That's some of Lionel Richie's best work. Really is. I mean, doesn't this feel like an NFL Sunday? It does. When you hear this song, it feels like NFL Sunday morning. And I'm not going to lie. Like, when I went to that concert, there are so many songs that are Lionel Richie or the Commodores or whatever that you realize... Oh, damn, that was him, too. Oh, damn, that was him, too. Like, all those. That, that's the best kind of concert to me. Oh, yeah, no question. No it's question It's Canty and Carlin it. in for Grinny. And you know what? Lionel Richie was in the zone when he wrote that song. Get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. We are presented by our friends at Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Sean Payton Visiting with Kay Adams on Up and Adams on FanDuel TV was asked about the similarities between Russell Wilson and Drew Brees. You know, honestly, he asked a lot of questions huh. about Drew. He asked a lot of questions about the offense. I would say this, and this is a really good trait for any player, but he really, really wants to please. Just like Drew or just like Kamara or Cortland or these really good players, offensively or defensively, they want you to say, wow, yeah. at practice. And he's that way. And so... You know, it's important when you see something that's kind of rare that you, you tell them, holy cow, that was really good. I really have very little faith this is going to work. Yeah, because it sounds like Sean Payton <laughs> is conscious of being a cheerleader for Russell Wilson at practice rather than coaching him to get the things that went left fixed this upcoming season. It doesn't feel like this is a match made in heaven. Well, he's always the guy, Russell Wilson, that is going to say the things that we think that or that he thinks we want to hear. Like, they're almost generated. And I joked about this a few weeks ago. Like, Russell Wilson is the AI quarterback. <laughs> he is. He's like, create a quarterback on Madden? <laughs> right. You can't tell me that chat GPT did not create the phrase, Broncos country, let's ride. There's no doubt. So, Kenty, with that in mind, I had a little free time on my hands. And I have uh, collected a series of quotes and it is up to you to tell me who said it, Russell Wilson or Chat GPT. Oh wow! Now to uh, keep to, 
to keep you honest on this, think about this. All I did in chat GPT was type in create Russell Wilson quotes, and it gave me 30. Oh, my gosh. Oh, this is going to be hard. This is not going to be easy. You know this, what's going to throw me off? I have the feeling that chat GBT is going to have more swag in its responses than Russell <laughs> Wilson actually has in real life. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm legit nervous about this one. Okay, so here we go. Are you ready? Let's do it. Ah, quote number one, embrace the journey both of victories and defeats for they shape us into who we are meant to become. That's chat GBT. That is correct. In the face of adversity, we have a choice to crumble or to rise. I choose to rise every time. That's Russell Wilson. In, I'm sorry, that's, that's chat GPT. Oh, okay. Fat fingered that one. Uh, leadership is not about being the loudest voice in the room, but about empowering others to find their own voices. Russell Wilson. <sighs> Chat GPT. Once wow. again, I really could just make them all Chat GPT. You could. You could. <laughs> and but you you're not. would be very close to being wrong at all. All right. I have high expectations of myself. I always have, always will. That will never waver. I always believe in my talent, always have. That's Russell Wilson. That is correct. Ah, never underestimate the impact of positivity. Your attitude can inspire others and create a ripple effect of greatness. It sounds like Pete, Pat, Pete Carroll, but I'm going to go Russell Wilson. <laughs> Chat GPT. Wow. Sorry. Okay. This is hard. This is not easy. If this somebody says easy. you've got to do a certain amount of work, I triple it. Say that again? If somebody says you've got to do a certain amount of work, I triple it. Russell Wilson. Correct. Correct. When I was recruited, they took me to a strip joint. I knew then that they met my academic requirements. Really? That's what we're doing? Uh, <laughs> it's Charles Barkley. Uh, yeah, I'm about to say. <laughs> Neither one. Canty, uh, I want to be the uncommon one. The uncommon one. Mr. Unlimited? Uh, let's go Russell Wilson. That is correct. Okay. Limits are often self-imposed. Break through those mental barriers. Discover your boundless potential. Chat GBT. It's a 365-day job. This is my livelihood. This is everything I do. I want to become a master of the game every single day. Oh, that's a good one. I I'm... I'm going to say Russell Wilson. Yes. Okay. All right, Canty. Every setback is a setup for a comeback. Chat, GBT. I don't get nervous. Uh, I'm going to say Russell Wilson. You are rolling right now. Here's a weird one. Okay. I used to beat up kids and bite kids and do stuff all the time. Wow, I, I know that's not chat. I would say Russell Wilson, but I don't think it's either one. It is Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, Canty, I don't leave home without my skull candy crushers. I don't leave home without my Bible, without my phone, and without my computer. Oh, that's, uh, that's chat, GBT. That's Kyrie Irving. Uh, believe <laughs> in the power of preparation. When opportunity knocks, you'll be ready to answer with confidence. Uh, I'm going to go chat. All right, not bad. Nine and five, Canty. Hello. Hello. Not bad. But you yeah. got to admit, 
There are some in there that that is pretty tough. <laughs> yeah, the Charles Barkley one was not. <laughs> I just thought I'd mix things up a little bit, make it interesting. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast. 